Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, and welcome once again for the first time in a world fueled by revenge in a place beyond time called Max Mike. Sorry. We're, we're not into revenge. <laughs> right, right. We don't do revenge. Right. No. Sorry. Uh, Max Mike movies. <laughs> this week we bring you another in our series in theaters now, wherein, ergo, ipso facto, expecto patronum, Mike and I see a film on its opening weekend, then almost immediately bake up a tasty discussion in our magic tree where we also make cookies, shoes, and flammable children's wear. Um, what are you smoking? <laughs> Turkey, man. <laughs> smoked, they said smoked turkey. It's great. And, well... Um, I, I, I g- think I may have got... Just, just go. <laughs> oh, right, right. This week we're chatting about the long-awaited sequel to 2012's Wreck-It Ralph. Is it? Called... <laughs> yeah, it is. Actually, people wanted this. They did? Ralph Breaks the Internet from the Disney Animation Empire Studio. <laughs> we're all as good and wonderful. Yes, and we, we love them. I'm your console-based host. It's a me, a Moxio. <laughs> God. <Levine>. <laughs> I am not responsible for this week. Please note, my name does not appear on the credits. Uh, my name is... Uh, this is Raph. Uh, Raph talks about himself in the third person. I'm Raph. How's it going? He's Mike Lewis. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Raph. You have to call me that too. I will not call you that. Uh, the entire voice cast reprises their original roles, roles with the sole exception of Mindy Kaling, who did not return to play mean video game girl Taffeta Mutton Fudge. Don't. Now, now played by Melissa Villasenor, a writer and actress on Saturday Night Live and a voice from Adventure Time. And boy, did I could I tell the difference. Whew. Yeah, yeah, well. Uh, First the plot, it. it goeth thusly. Oh, good. The show. Six years after Wreck-It Ralph, it's a nice touch, actually, uh, because it's set six years after the first one, and it has been literally six years Ooh. from the original. We find our main characters, Ralph and Vanellope Von Schweet, enjoying a sort of pleasant routine as best friends. They hang out in other video games. They enjoy root beers at Tapper's. I'm sure in the game Tapper, what they were serving was root beer. Uh-huh. <clears throat> They watch the sunrise before heading back to their respective games. Ralph has never been happier, but Vanellope feels some dissatisfaction at the dull predictability of her life and her game. In an attempt to add something new and interesting to Vanellope's game, Ralph inadvertently causes the steering wheel on the real-world console to break. The arcade owner is unwilling to pay the high price for a replacement part, and Vanellope's game gets unplugged, which is very bad. Yep, leaves all the denizens of Sugar Rush homeless. Ralph, however, will not let this stand, and he and Vanellope venture out onto the internet in search of a mythical land called E-Boy, <laughs> and where a new wheel may be bought. In this strange new world, they encounter all sorts of new ideas, new memes, if you will. Yeah, weird how they... they sort of avoided, like, oh, you know, 99% of the internet. Yeah, this was a remarkably porn-free internet, <laughs> even porn in the so-called... free <laughs> That's because, as we all know, the internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. For porn! Uh, In their explorations, they discover an online racing game called Slaughter Race, which is a none-too-thinly-disguised Grand Theft Auto. Ralph likes Uh, uh, Slaughter Race. Ralph's a big fan of it. (laughs) Uh, 
and seeing this game makes Vanellope question what she wants in her life and forces Ralph to confront the fact that... What? Just the idea. You know, slaughter races made me reconsider my life choices. Okay, hey, people take their inspiration where they find it. And it forces Ralph to confront the fact that his best friend's path may be different from his own. That's pretty much the plot. Yeah. Uh, um, can you trivialize this film a little for oh, us? Oh, there is so much, very much trivia. I can't wait. I uh, didn't look up any. Yeah. Just like last uh, week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the songs are interesting. The main theme, Zero, is done by Imagine Dragons. Oh, I like them. And in the, mi- in the middle of the film, really out of friggin' nowhere, Vanellope has a song and dance number mm-hmm. called A Place Called Slaughter Race. <laughs> The, yeah. the music for which was written by Alan Menken. Oh. <laughs> yes, the guy who wrote the music for Aladdin, Little Mermaid. Pretty much everything uh, except Lion King. Yeah, pretty much. One of Disney's musical stars. It's actually a very catchy little number. Uh, there's also a cute little thing with the timeline. Uh, outside Litwax Arcade, which is where the games are, there's a sign in the first movie in Wreck-It Ralph that says, Happy 5th b- Birthday, missing a couple letters, Svzy, S-V-Z-Y, it's obviously supposed to be Susie, but they couldn't find a U. Uh, in this movie, the sign says, Happy 11th Birthday, Svzy. Oh. Yeah. Interesting, because I saw a sign also in the very opening of the film, There's a, it's, and I'm sure it's going to come up as an Easter egg, there's a billboard w- way at the top of the screen, and I couldn't read all of it because it was kind of dark, but it said something mm. about something something Loftus, L-O-F-T-I-S. Oh, That's the last that. name of Corey Loftus. He's a character designer at Disney Animation. He did a lot, of, mm. I think, all the major character design for Zootopia, among other things. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Tapper who shows up again, is voiced by the veteran voice actor Maurice LaMarche. Wow. Best known, of course, for wanting to take over the world. He does a killer Vincent Price. He does, and he he does an amazing Orson Welles, which is really what the brain is supposed to be. Uh, We do see a non-speaking avatar of the late, great Stan Lee, very briefly. Let's not talk about Stan Lee. I'll get angry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Tudyk is back even though king candy is dead who uh, alan tuddick did the voice for king candy he shows up again as a basically anthropomorphic search engine called knows more wait he this... did the voice of king candy yes he did the guy from firefly the guy from firefly have also some the guy candy f- have some candy the guy yeah he was right. basically doing ed win the yeah. whole time uh, yeah he was also also uh the voice of sunny from irobot I'm sorry, iRobot. I know and, he was uh, um, the weasel from Zootopia. Yep, he's also the, oddly enough, oh, I, I wonder if that was an intentional. In Frozen, he is the Duke of Weaseltown. Or, as he <laughs> says, Weaselton. Weasel, Weasel, Weaselton. <laughs> I would guess yep. he's like the new John Ratzenberger, right? Mm, yeah, pretty much. This is his sixth consecutive Disney animated film after Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, uh, he, I believe, is either the villain or the the industrialist who the villain is after. Mm. Zootopia, and he's in Moana. Huh. I believe in Moana, he is the chicken. Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Real stretch there, there. Okay. There are a lot of little Easter eggs, like when Ralph runs into a pop-up that says, Sassy Housewives Want to Meet You, the woman on the image is Aunt Cass from Big Hero 6. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And... 
This there is, of course, the obligatory screaming goat. Yeah, yeah. Which I... is, by the way, hit the screaming goat's third appearance in an animated film this year. The first <sighs> being Smallfoot. The second being we discussed this, The Grinch, last last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago, excuse me. Also, the timing of this movie. This is this movie has been released ninety years at almost not quite to the day, but ninety years to Mickey Mouse's first appearance in Steamboat Willie in 1928. I got to correct you there. That's ah. the first sound Mickey Mouse cartoon. Uh, the first Mickey Mouse cartoon, I believe, was Plain Crazy. Oh, excuse me, I got this quite wrong. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, uh, I could also be wrong, but I believe that is in fact correct. At one, at one point, Ralph ends up sort of in this dumping ground for relics and such, and there are these little throwaways, like there's an ad for a website, the web hosting site GeoCities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A ship's helm representing Netscape Navigator, and a reference to personal chat rooms, which you, you kids today don't know about, but they existed pretty much before instant messaging and texting and such. It's like texting in public or mm. something. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, the producers were able to get permission from Lucasfilm to cameo some of the characters from Star Wars, but there was one they wanted to do that uh, Lucasfilm wouldn't let them. Uh, apparently, the script originally had a joke where Vanellope runs into Kylo Ren and calls him a spoiled child. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, apparently, they did. They thought that sounded disrespectful, and so politely, they did not use it. To whom? <laughs> <laughs> to the principal villain of the current Star Wars trilogy. Oh yes, because the last thing you would like to be is disrespectful to the disrespectful oh, yeah. to the villain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the surge protector, who was sort of Ralph's bane in the first movie and just sort of annoying in this one. The voice is a guy named Phil Johnston. He was the screenwriter of both Wreck It Ralph and Zootopia, and he co-directs this movie. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm, neat. Uh, there's also a scene when Vanellope is singing, when doing her song, A Place Like Slaughter Race. And now I had to look, I looked this up. I did not notice this myself. But there's a shot in the middle of the street where you see a man dressed in white turning the corner on the sidewalk while dancing to the music. And it looks suspiciously like Michael Jackson in the Billie Jean video. You know, he's not my son. No, no, but the, neither kid? is the chair. <laughs> kid, not my yeah. kid, whatever. Yeah, not when it's... I, yeah. I, I swear it was chair, but, you know, when I... Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are also several YouTube personality ca cameos. Ugh. Yes, well, one, of course, is, as we all know, Glozel Green. Oh. Yes. Huh? Uh, yeah, she voices little... D I like this, even though I think the uh, the reference is different. She voices one of Shank's gang named Little Debbie. <laughs> What a great name for a gangbanger. Yeah. And there is another one that you actually know because you saw it in you saw her in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Miranda sings. Okay. Oh, I she, yeah, I vaguely remember her. She shows up as herself. She's one of the animated humans who loses access to the internet. Okay. Yeah. Hey, <clears throat> hey folks, if you want something that'll date your film real quick, include a YouTube yeah. star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, the rest of the trivia just centers on one particular scene that was, you know, probably the most well-publicized, and that is the princess segment. Ah, yes. Yes, there is a part where Dis where uh, Vanellope ends up in Oh My Disney, which is, of course, an actual Disney site. Oh, dear gods. Yeah. And uh, she sees 
the, the thing is jam-packed with Disney characters and marketing. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to that, too. Yeah, she ends up in a room with literally every Disney princess since Snow White. <clears throat> and uh, actually, I really like that scene. I think it's adorable. Yeah, the, the, it was sort it, of like, hey, we're part of this quiz, this which Disney princess are you? And they're yeah. just taking a break together, which is kind of yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be one of those. Yeah, like one of those Facebook quizzes of who, which princess would be your BFF. Yeah, but the best part of it, and yeah. I'm amazed it got in there, is when um, Sleeping Beauty. No, 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 Cinderella takes her glass shoe off and breaks it on the edge of the yeah. table and holds it out like a knife. <laughs> that was That's hilarious. A great vis- that is a great visual. <laughs> Although I also like when they they cut over to Merida. And she talks, she's, you know, she's basically telling her quick story about the plot of her movie, but she is doing it both in this heavy Scots accent, using a lot of Scottish slang and really, really fast. Yeah. This, by the way, offended a lot of people in Scotland. It did? It did. They said, what, they make, they think we they, we can't be understood, we speak English. Um, I, I, <laughs> um, okay, so personal experience. And I think you, I don't know where you were that day, because I remember mm-hmm. Matt being there, but we were in an arcade in Glasgow mm-hmm. in 1985, Max and I, <laughs> Yep. and I was playing a video game, and I think Matt was there, I think you were looking at books or something, I think we were just okay. in Glasgow shopping together in somewhere, Could and this have. kid came up, and he started talking to me, and I said, I'm sorry, and, and he said whatever he said again, and I finally just said, I'm sorry, I only speak English. To which, oh. to which Matt replied, um, Mike, he is speaking English. <laughs> so, Scots, uh. love you. Love your country. Been there twice. I'm part Scottish. There are some of you that cannot be easily understood. Yeah. Um, and it's wonderful. I love the Scottish brogue. I don't do it justice. Most most Americans can't. But there's also an actual Scottish language. And I, I read an article about recently where... A man trying to preserve it started translating all of Harry Potter into Scottish. Oh wow! And it's not that it's slang; it's actual. Yeah, it's an actual non-English language. Yeah, I mean it's very related to it. Like you can mm-hmm. pick up some of it, but like a lot of the adjectives and nouns are just like I have no idea what that you know, like Sasnak and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's just like what does this mean? Well, it means plenty if you're in Scotland, yeah. but the language has died out or is dying out because you know it's just not common uh. anymore. Oh, so, um, yeah, hmm. uh, couldn't couldn't but understand the, a word the kid said. <laughs> Speaking of the princesses, all but one of the living Disney princess voice actors reprised their roles in this movie as the princesses. All of them were there. You know, Dina Menzel and everybody, Mandy Moore. The uh, now Adriana Casalotti, who did the voice of Snow White, died in 1997. I'm surprised and, it was uh, that late. Yeah, Mary Costa. The voice of Aurora from Sleeping Beauty is 88 years old and doesn't really sound like a teenage princess anymore. She doesn't? No, so they used another voice actress, Kate Higgins. Oh. This also was the first time Disney princesses were shown wearing 21st century clothing. Yeah, we're going to get to that too. Okay. (laughs) Uh, They usually don't because their movies are usually period pieces. Uh, This film is also Jodie Benson's first appearance in a Walt... Jodie Benson was the voice of Ariel in The Little Mermaid, and in this, since this is her first appearance in a Disney animation studio film, apart from Ariel, she's been in Pixar films. She was the voice of Barbie in Toy Story 2 and 3. <laughs> okay. Yep. 
but you know that's Pixar. Uh, <laughs> during the princess's pa- sort of pajama party scene, where Vanellope introduces them to casual clothing, a lot of them are wearing T-shirts that sort of have they reflect their movies. Like uh, Tiana says Nola N O L A, which is, refers to New Orleans, Louisiana N O L A. Moana has a picture of a large crab that reads hashtag shiny. shiny yeah. Yep. Anna's shirt re- re- reads finish finish each other's and a picture of a sandwich. Okay. That's from the song. That's from the song uh, "Love's an Open Door." We finish each other's sandwiches anyway. Oh. And uh, when the princess is transitioned from gowns to casual clothes, we get a brief uh, connecting segment that sounds an awful lot like the 1966 Batman theme. It was the well. It was the da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is kind of odd considering Disney owns Marvel. Well, yeah. Um, somehow yeah. they probably own the TV show too. Who knows? They might. They probably. Uh, I, do. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in my note for those Disney princess tops. Those Disney princess tops, the T-shirts and stuff, yeah. annoyed the crap out of me because I saw mm-hmm. them and it went right to my head. Are those already for sale on the site? Because we know uh. that they will be. Yeah, probably. You know, see how it's like it was sort of trying to be subtle. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could own that? But it's like we're already making those. I, look, I, I'm uncomfortable enough with that scene because well, suddenly when they're in modern clothes, and I'm going, wow, some of them are really hot no, they weren't. Like Max, that. <clears throat> Max, <clears throat> what? what? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry. Yeah. I know. Anyway, <laughs> they're cartoon so the, characters, Max. I know, I know, they're cartoon characters, and technically most of them are teenagers. Actually, I think aren't all of them. I don't. They never actually say their their no, ages. They, oh, there's a couple like Rapunzel in the Tangled. She's she turns eighteen in that movie. Sure, she does. No, that's what she says. The whole thing is it's her eighteenth birthday. Uh huh. And uh, probably Aurora. We know what age she is because it's you know that's part of the prediction. The princess will prick her finger on a spinning wheel. Which is still her 18th birthday. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so she was 18 also. And Snow White, I think, was supposed to be 13 or 14. Not in that movie, she wasn't. No, no. It was creepy. Um, yeah. That's pretty much uh, it. I That's all. There's a lot of other stuff, but that's pretty much all the trivia I've got. Okay. So let's go actually to the movie itself. Oh, the movie. The Lowdown. Hey, i got to say one thing real quick. It was so nice to go see a movie and not see a trailer for Aquaman. <laughs> uh, you you got lucky. I got a trailer, another trailer for Aquaman. Gods! Uh, Please just come out and yes, go away. Just, just we'll, we'll go to the movie. No, you we won't. <laughs> oh, you know we might have to, at least for the show. I'm, I am clinging to might like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> well, if we find something better that week. Well, you know, there's still Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, uh, don't you worry. Never fear. Robin Hood will soon be here. And again, see, I'd rather see that. <laughs> I would go see that in a second, or I'd see the Daffy Duck version. Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, okay. Did not see a... a uh, however, I did see a preview for another upcoming Disney film. Oh. Now, there is one Disney cartoon, one of their, their major features, that I have never seen. And oh. the reason I have never seen it is it looks incredibly depressing. But now, they're remaking it in a live-action version, and you know oh, what? Dear. It mm. looks even worse. Oh, are we talking about Dumbo? <laughs> yes, we are. Man, yeah. does that look like a gray, gray film or what? 
Yeah, well, the the you've never seen the animated Dumbo? No, I knew the oh, songs wow. and stuff, and it's like, oh, they rip them from his mother and they shoot her, and it's like, I am not watching they this. They don't shoot her; she's fine. Oh, you're just trying to get me to believe that. I'm not. No, going. it's true. She doesn't. This is not a. Bambi. Doesn't she get she, rabies and then they have to? Shoot no, her no, they, they just they just lock her up. She. They think she's a rogue, and they 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 take her him away from her, but they just put lock her in a uh, wagon. I see you're you're messing with me because I know they call her old Yeller, and then they have to go and shoot her because she has rabies. Okay, how old were you when you <laughs> decided not to see this? I uh, right now fifty three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Besides no. which, it's Tim Burton, and I can't stand yes. Tim Burton. So, well, I don't really want to see what Tim Burton does to Disney, quite honestly. So I, I don't know. But Dumbo itself, honestly. The animation's be- I, the animation's beautiful. The it is, it's one of the ones that makes me tear up because that is it's a heartbreaking sequence when they take him away and yeah. when he goes and sees her. But it's not the whole movie. And the re- and uh, okay, yes, one of the best songs, which is when I see an elephant fly, is unbelievably racist. Oh, good. I'm sure they'll keep it in then. Oh yeah, I mean it's sung by a bunch of uh, crows. One of whose who are done, it's all black singers, and in fact, one of the crow's names is Jim. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And it, Thank you, worst. Disney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice one, Walt. And, you know, and they keep that, you can still get Dumbo, but nope, can't yeah. see Song of the South, because... Yeah. <laughs> there is no such thing, that, that one doesn't happen. Hey, you know what, Song of the South, I've seen enough of it to know that there are far worse Warner Brothers cartoons. You and I mm. know this, because we've oh, yes. seen them. Yes, we do, we have. You and I saw them in Scotland. Yeah, yes, we did. We don't have to talk about that. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cold, cold yeah. black, yeah. All right, oh, anyway. dear. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, that's there's there's some that are just as bad as that that just never get shown, and that's a good yeah. thing. Because yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. What anyway. Is it, is it? Anyway, yes. Um, thankfully, so, this film was utterly devoid of racism because there were almost no- nothing but white people in it. Um, oh, no, that's not true. Until we get to Slaughter Race. <laughs> I, well, Slaughter... Know, also, talk... the uh, hmm? uh, yeah. the character Yes, uh, who was the uh, the head of BuzzTube. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, what the hell was with that? Well, we can mention YouTube, but we can't <laughs> do anything with it, so... Yeah, uh, I, yeah that was a little strange. Because it was in the background. It's like, well, there yeah. it is. Why They're using could, all of these things. They make reference to, you know, Twitter and Google and... I did like, well, he looks up and, wow, if we ever need any goggles, I guess we know the place to go. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, God, there's so many questions to ask. One of which is, who paid whom? Yeah. Like, yeah, did you the, pay to be in the movie, or did we pay to use your logos and your characters, mm. or what? Um, it's hard to tell. But uh, let's, let's start off with Slaughter Race, actually, because okay. uh, I like Slaughter Race. I yeah. like the characters in it, although they did, and I have to say the song, too, Reminded me of I Have a Dream from Tangled. Oh, okay, yeah. You, you know, all the, the bad guys, like, like, hey, we're really horrible, but we're actually kind of nice, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was sort of a, an echo or a repeat. But huh. um, I could see that. I enjoy, I really liked uh, Shank. She was awesome. What a she great was a character. great character. Yeah, I love the fact that she's the one who's driving and you're not stealing my car. I loved the the users, the gamers that were trying to steal her car, and you know, not... <laughs> and they had all they had all those dippy user names. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> kind of like it really would be. Yeah, yeah. This also, I, I gotta say, well, a couple of other things. It looked very much like there was a plot line that they cut out. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What plot line was this? That was Felix and Calhoun adopting the uh, racers from Sugar Rush. 
basically suddenly having fifty, you know, being married for six years and suddenly having fifteen children. It does end up being this kind of like almost joke at the end, haha. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that. I'm actually glad we didn't see that. That was one of the problems with the first Wreck-It Ralph is there were too many plot lines. I'm going to go on out on a limb and say that we have that problem with this one too. Oh, I don't know. I think Ooh. that we focus mostly on those mm. two. We focus on Ralph and Vanellope. Yeah, and there are two major plot lines plus the other minor plot lines. Yeah, but I think they're pretty much overshadowed by the two of theirs. And no, the, the, they have two major plot lines. Right, they have a uh, Ralph, you know, Vanellope's questioning of uh, her, you know, what her future is and wanting to travel a different path than Ralph. And you have Ralph, who's desperate to hold on to his best friend. Actually, I meant the giant eBay plotline and then the giant virus plotline. <laughs> oh, those were, yeah, those to me were more plot devices. I'm talking about the themes. Yeah, yeah the, I'm talking about plots. You're talking about ah. themes. That's the ah, difference. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. The, the hmm. virus plotline. I re- just thought, oh, okay. And I'm sorry. This is just a nerd nitpick. That's not how viruses work. Well, I just also the whole double use of the word insecurity was just oh, like god Ugh. that was yes uh you can't that see was, it but I'm that making was the annoying L, i'm making the l sign on my forehead yeah. i'm yeah. doing it backwards but i'm still doing it um <laughs> I, it yeah. just uh you know because the whole ebay thing they make it out to be this thing e-boy mm-hmm. thing you know whatever and they're on this quest and the, the whole thing they go to slaughter race to try and steal the car which people will pay for real money for and they can use that to pay for the steering wheel. And we, so we go to Slaughter Race, ostensibly, because now they're going to be bounty hunters, basically. Or what do they call it? Uh, game Farmers. Uh, far, farmers. Game farm, yeah. Item farmers. Mm-hmm. And they basically meet up with Shank and her gang, which is fun, except they're trying to... They steal the car. They get the car. They're racing out, which is reminding me more and more of Ready Player One. In fact, this oh, whole dear. movie reminded me in very bad ways of Ready Player One. Ooh. Um, well, just all the pop culture stuff just yeah. thrown at the screen. Look, kids, you you recognize that and that and that. Hey, I'm seeing a movie with things I know in it. Yay. <laughs> um, they steal the car, and there's a great racing scene where we get to see Vanellope really do her stuff. We get to see Shank do her stuff and then finally go, you know what? This kid's pretty good, which is which is cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the, the sort of, um, what's the word I want? The, the, the two characters are... Not justifying. What's the word I want? Respecting each other? Uh, yeah, I guess. Something like that. There's another word I want. I can't think of what it is. Hey, kids, I'm old. <laughs> and um, there's a point, though. They're just about to get out. And suddenly the gang manages somehow to get in front of them. And Vanellope does not do what Vanellope does. She right. does not glitch past them and I wondered win. about that. She could have just <laughs> teleported through them and gotten out. Which she should have done. And she doesn't. And all she does is skid to a stop and go, oh, no, we're caught. And I was just like, why is this happening? This doesn't make any sense. It also bothered me. So what's the name of this film, Max? What's the first part of the name of this film? Ralph Breaks the Internet. No, the first part. That is the full title. I looked that up. The first part. Ralph. Nope. Wreck-It Ralph. No, that's not the name. What's his character's name? Wreck-It Ralph. What does he not do at all in this film? He doesn't, uh, he doesn't wreck anything. Well, he punches a hole, a few holes in doors. One door. That's it. There is no point where he's like wrecking anything. He actually builds a track, and you can say, "Well, he's, he's done." He did powers. that in the first movie too. And, it, oh man, this is just like a whole can of worms. What's Ralph doing in somebody else's game while the arcade's open? Hello. 
Isn't that a big no-no? Now isn't he trapped there all day because that's the whole you have to go to your games thing? What the hell? <laughs> well, I guess if no one's playing his game at the moment and uh, if he stays off screen, which again, I'm not quite sure where this where the screen is supposed to be located as that sort of changes. I, it, it, um, yeah, so he doesn't wreck anything. <laughs> he doesn't wreck the internet. He releases something else that does, but he does not do it. He doesn't wreck things. That's his whole thing. That's what Ralph does. Well, except His insecurities didn't... wreck the internet. <sighs> Hurt me, pain. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, there was just a lot of just like, clunky storytelling Kalunky with a capital K um, and I had just the first film when I f first saw it I had trouble with the, the storytelling I thought it was not smooth and I've watched it a number of times since then and it has grown on me and it's mostly because of the characters I really like Vanellope Von Schweet she's a lot of fun and I actually like Ralph I'm not as big a fan of John C. Riley, but I actually mm -hmm. like the Ralph character I like Vanellope Von Schweet they're fun characters mm -hmm. but the storytelling is not smooth. And there's things like, why doesn't she glitch? That's her whole thing. In fact, they make a big deal about her glitching later on. And she does glitch at least once in the race, because mm -hmm. that's what she does. But she doesn't this time for no apparent reason. She just doesn't. So we can have a scene. Yeah, yeah, some of it is, it's very choppy. So I like a lot of the individual scenes. They don't always hang together very well. And yeah, a lot of it is, let's how, see how many references we can make. Yeah, which we knew but, they were going to do. And actually, all things considered, they did a lot less of it than I thought they were going to do. Yeah, it wasn't quite as as uh, up your nose as it could have been. No, with the rubber I, hose. Yeah, I like the fact the first movie, this movie has much more complicated themes. The first movie, it deals with, uh, you know, basically... Don't be a jerk. <laughs> no, accept, accept yourself for who you are. Which I have to admit, there's a certain amount of the message of the first movie kind of bothered me. It was the idea that, hey, you're a bad guy, be a bad... You can't ever be anything else. You can do it differently. You, it's all about your attitude. There's a certain amount of determinalism in there I don't really like. But, mm. uh, but yeah, the, the, it, it's a pretty simple thing. Accept yourself for who you are. This, you have both... You have Ralph's debt, neediness and clinging nature... Which makes perfect sense. I mean, they've been friends for six years, but as we're told in the first movie, for for the first 30 years of his life, he's been alone. He has had no friends. He's been treated badly. And uh, so, of course, he's going to cling to her desperately, probably way too much. And he's terrified of anything that would cause their relationship to change and might re result in losing her. Yeah, and I do like the characters. It's just that their relationship is kind of mm, weird because you've got this this strange convention where, quite honestly, Vanellope's never going to get older because that's not a thing, right? Right. No, and Ralph seems to age. And Ralph is written older than she is. So let's say Ralph's 30. I don't know how old Ralph's supposed to be. Let's, let's say he's 30. Mm -hmm. And Vanellope is like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Well, clearly, age doesn't quite... It's not measured the same way. I, I think he calls her kid because his game is older. His game's over 30 years old, and hers is comparatively new. Yeah, but if you look at the two characters together, she's obviously meant to be a young girl. Mm -hmm. And that's who she's supposed to appeal to. Yeah, the but whole you game is, mm -hmm. The whole game is obviously written that way. 
Mm-hmm. And so whenever they're like together and stuff and it almost gets romantic, it's just weird. Oh, I never got that. I never thought of the got a romantic sense from oh, them. watching the sunset together and spending all their time going to the bar together. Um, oh, it never I, I went there, get... but it it was passing by the exit. <laughs> I never got that that sense because Ralph is also portrayed as just the, the, the irony of it is, though, he is the huge, strong guy. He has no more emotional maturity than she does. He's very much like a treat, shown, shown like a child. I'd actually argue that he has less than she does. He might. I mean, he. But then you see her over in Slaughter Race. Mm-hmm. And initially it's like, well, talk about somebody who's not going to work here. And then the more she's there, it's like, she's going to be just fine. <laughs> Ralph, I, I wondered about could... that. He yeah, could but, stay there, but she could. Yeah, but you notice Vanellope doesn't fit the visual tone of Slaughter Race at all. And to be fair, I've never played Grand Theft Auto, but the mm-hmm. idea of working those different types of characters into a, a separate game, is mm-hmm. that's a well-done thing. The Super Smash Brothers basically takes any Nintendo character ever, whether they're more realistic or more cartoony, and puts them in a, basically throws them in an arena, makes them fight each other. Um, the, so I, I can I see why a, I can see why she might be something you would unlock. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's a huge problem. I I thought it opened up an interesting idea, and that is, she's now part of that game. She there's a throwaway line where she says they modified her code, yeah, yeah. so that if she dies in the game, she'll respawn. Yeah. Well, w- what if that means she that then her the visual aspects of her avatar changes? You know, maybe she'll change to fit the game. <laughs> she'll get kind of skanky. Yeah, she might. <laughs> Vanellope von Skank. Yeah. Um, you know, she could come back if they do a Wreck-It Ralph 3, which I'm sure they will, because I believe this has already made pots of money. Uh, uh, then uh, you know, she, he'll, she'll show up, you'll have a mohawk and, you know, piercings and who knows what else. And Except she'll play, she'll look the part, but she'll, excuse me, she'll still be really upbeat for some reason. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she'll she, still be herself. She'll be like the happy punk goth. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Gilly, um, the perky goth, yep. So... Here's where uh, this is the point. I'm going to take the discussion here anyway. But this okay. is the point where my coworkers look over me and say, "You think too much in movies." So, there's a very interesting point you're kind of approaching here. Mm-hmm. She's now part of this other game. It implies that on some level, in a very real way, that the computers or the code that make up this game have attained a kind of sentience. <laughs> Oh dear, yes. We're clearly in a post-singularity world. Right, so... Yeah, but I'm sorry. This is a cartoon. (laughs) This is a cartoon. If you actually start to try to make it bend to reality, of course it won't work. (laughs) I can push real hard, can I? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. That's that's not overthinking. That's just nitpicking. That's that's really... You, you can't do something like that. You have It's a suspension of disbelief. If you can't get past that, you're never going to enjoy the movie. Well, and I really did. I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Well, what about... The, well, I, I, I'm not as enjoy... I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. But what about the point where she's wrestling with the player, which is what causes the wheel to break? She's like, no, no, no. You're not going to do... I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to do what I want to do and the heck with you. And that's yep, like nope. a direct confrontation. That's a pretty... But we saw that in the we saw that in the first movie too. But I don't think you can ignore that entirely. I think Mm. that there's whether there's any kind of statement or anything being made, and there probably isn't. There's still this implication that what's happening on the other side of the screen is a lot more than just 
ones and zeros that somebody at some point programmed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know where they're yeah. going with this. It no, could be an, interesting it, or they could just ignore it. I'm assuming they'll ignore it because if they don't, I mean, it could be fascinating, but you would have a whole movie just trying to explain the concept. Does this mean, I mean, did they boost themselves to sentient? It's clear that they can, they're aware, they have self-awareness, they appear to have consciousness. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, and we're getting into pretty heavy areas here, uh, I can't tell you what the definition of sentience is because nobody knows knows what it is. If you ask... 10 different scientists, you'll get 10 different answers. I think, so, therefore, ooh, donuts. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty- however, they did two jokes that told me, hey, this is for the parents. So I was yeah. astounded when Sarah Silverman did the Mano Manischewitz joke. Uh, wait, when did that happen? You didn't hear her say that? There's one point where Vanellope von Schweetz goes, man, oh, man, a Shevitz. And I was ah, like, okay. holy crap, how did that get in here? And then at the end, when they're doing Dostoevsky jokes, <laughs> it's like, huh? It's an obscure reference. Ask your parents, kids. Yeah, except they do the Dostoevsky joke the way a cartoon would do it, because obviously Ralph didn't understand the book. And Well, of course not. Even I don't <laughs> understand the book. I mean, that's, that's the whole gag, is setting up something complicated that he's trying to pretend he understood. Again, yeah. like a child. Yeah. The the man-child. The, the, yeah, he is. Yeah. The, the, the big man-child. I don't yeah. know about you, but I could get tired of that trope real quick. Yeah, well... Um, I just, I don't know. I found it too convoluted. I thought the eBay plot was fine. I didn't know mm-hmm. that we needed another one. And then we have this virus thing, which felt to me kind of That was draft-ish. shoehorned. That was yeah. very shoehorned in. I did think it was interesting that there's no actual villain in this movie. Not really. I mean, you could no. say that the, the, well, okay, <laughs> there's not a villain, but wow, there is a big old disturbing kind of, uh, I don't know what to call that writhing flesh body huge ralph hieronymus bosch oh. thing oh is uh, this the 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 physical rep- manifestation of the virus where yeah you get thousands of wreck it ralph sort of pink ones and forming one huge gigantic ralph ralph creature were you disturbed by that because i sure was it's like I, I thought a horrible it, nightmare it, it was a little hieronymus boshish yeah it was especially, kind of just a little creepy mostly they to- i well they toned the color down so they're all kind of the same reddish pink and if you don't look real close it's just like these writhing naked bodies oh okay i didn't go there but uh i tried not to but it was uh, filling my screen (laughs) yeah again i think the mechanism was kind of ham-handed but i thought the emotional responses weren't i liked that they were what they were dealing with i liked him having to confront how afraid he was and how vulnerable he was I liked that part too. I just didn't like the fact that the plot to get to that was so convoluted and rough. Yeah, the story mechanics were crude. They just um, they could have been a lot better. But I liked the th- I liked the underlying themes. I liked the performances, and I loved the way it looked. I I just thought this was one of the best visualizations of the internet. I thought that was really cool. It was that was really cool. I thought the characters were very well rendered. They kept getting closer and closer to the characters, and they just kept looking better and better. Mm. Um, and while I don't think you need that kind of technical level of expertise to tell a good story, when you do it that well, it is nice to see. Mm. I will say that the 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 graphics, the characters were. I mean, the designs were the same for the main characters, but they looked that much better because, of course, technology's gotten that much better. Um, I will agree with you there. Uh, I will have to say that I couldn't help but notice a kind of um, parallel between yeah. between Ralph and and 
Vanellope and um, a certain pair of podcasting hosts that I, I know, to know. I, you know, that was kind of one of the things that it, that's one of the reasons it got to me. I was thinking of, oh, wow, this is sort of like you and me. Yeah, because you, know, you left of, me. And then you left. <laughs> yeah, I know. What a jerk. Yeah. It's we, true. Mike and I have had this thing. We haven't lived in the same state for, what, 20 years? Oh, uh, it's longer? been a lot longer than that, Max, because you left yeah. for... Yeah, I left in uh, for 80, Minnesota eighty eight, and yeah, so I 30. and you did, but you didn't come back until ninety eight when I was leaving. Yeah, so I think it's eighty eight was the last time we lived together. That yeah, was 30 so it's years been thirty ago. years. Yeah, which but, sucks. <laughs> yeah, it did. It does. But the thing is, we are still best friends. Yes, we are. And, and now we have an excuse to talk at each other once a yes, week. Yes, we. Yes, we do. So, we we know none of you are listening. We know this is just <laughs> empty air. Hello, air. <laughs> but. Yeah, we, I, I, I saw a definite parallel there, and it was an, it, we learned the same lesson, although less dramatically. I mean, there was no gigantic version of me put together out of thousands of little me's, which, oh God, that image is really disturbing me. I um, told you. <laughs> yeah, not not of Ralph, but anyway. Um, yeah, and on my side, I, uh, I of course never forgave him, but other than that, <laughs> hey, wait, what? <laughs> uh, nothing. Uh, uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, yeah, no, no, it was definitely felt that and, and it was a good point and i did like the idea that they they were implying it's okay for people to change and you can still be friends and maybe the friendship won't be what it was but it still can be something good mm-hmm. um on the other hand i could sit there and go cool so vanellope's going to a game where she has a lot of friends and yeah. ralph staying in the dump <laughs> yeah he seems cool with it he seems but... fine but yeah it's true he's yeah you know, I mean, admittedly, he does have a different relationship now with uh, Felix and with Calhoun, and now he's joined a book group, like you do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as, a, as a little side note, I have to ask, um, what is with Zangief's ass? I, wait, what? So the opening of the film, where they're just sort of sitting there and like, oh, you know, yeah. talking about other characters, like, so do you think Zangief waxes? Oh yeah. He's just like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, the guy's a bear. And she's like, yeah. Um, look at those little tufts coming out of his boots. That doesn't just happen. And he's like, you're right. The rest of him is smooth as a baby, or whatever it was. <laughs> you know. And it's like, and then he turns. Zangief turns, and we are given this lovely few second shot of Zangief's ass. I just don't know why, but you are. So yeah, what's with that? I mean, it's true in the first movie, there are a lot of kind of lingering shots on Zangief's physique. Especially when he's slapping his thighs and crushing <laughs> men's heads like robin's eggs. Sparrow's eggs. Sparrow's eggs, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody really likes Zangief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. One, thing, I, one thing I have to say that, I, that uh, I really uh, annoys me about this movie yeah. Is it makes pop-ups and spam cute. <laughs> and as we all know, they are far from cute. They are the creations of Satan. Yeah, yeah. I don't like anything that makes it seem like they're anything other than what they are, which is awful abominations and I, bleh. <laughs> I actually liked the character of Spamily or whatever the hell his name Spam, was. Yeah, Spamily. Yeah, Spamily. he was fun. I liked, he, although he looked very much like he had been designed for Inside Out and didn't get to stay there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, he, I liked the way he worked because he was that kind of friendly but slimy. Like, yeah. he, he was a really good 
personification of what he did. Mm -hmm. And the best part was that when you do click on him or, you know, follow him to this site, the site's like, you know, the bottom level of Fifth Element. You know, it's just like, you don't really want to <laughs> yeah, go there. It looks like a sleazy, it looks like a, a porn producer's office. Yeah, and it's obviously programmed in HTML1. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, so, but I, I, yeah, I thought that sort of stuff I thought was pretty cool. Um, mm. the, all the websites, you know, you know, the thing is, is that the way, all the stuff they decided to throw in it, especially things like the goat, um, mm. and certain visual things, it's like, Hey, uh, we need a committee to get together. Okay, great committee. Um, we need to figure out how to date this movie as fast <laughs> as we possibly can. Yeah. I know, you know, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's a problem. You know, that by, is going to be a problem. This movie will not age as well. No. I also just think they should have just retitled the whole film Wreck-It Ralph Friendship is Magic. Because it's kind of what <laughs> no. it was. Oh, seriously. That's what I the movie's no about. I saw no ponies. Well, they, they apparently didn't pay for the ponies. But, yeah. you know, they're in there. Um, yeah. Well, I, there's good parts to it. I think there's good parts. Um, I, I, it's clunky. Um the, I don't know about your theater. My theater had a sort of smattering of applause, like, uh, yeah. yeah, yay. No, nobody applauded, but most of the ones there were kids, and they don't usually clap. Uh, it's, strangely, they do. Well, they clapped for Fantastic Beasts. Why, I don't know. Oh, dear. Um, I, I, just, I don't know. I expect more. You know, I get and some Disney does weird things sometimes. Sometimes they throw up mm. stuff. Excuse me. Sometimes they throw out stuff. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, there is no way I'm gonna want to see this. There's no way I'm gonna like this. Oh, okay, I'll go. And I get Tangled, which I adore. Mm -hmm. I think oh, yeah. Tangled's a wonderful film. Mm -hmm. um, Bolt, a film there is no reason I should <laughs> like because I don't even like hearing uh, John Travolta. And Bolt is, is a very underappreciated film. Great oh, Bolt story. is a lot of fun. Great performances. That's also a tearjerker, too, at yeah. the end and stuff. I just love the scenes of the cat teaching him to be a dog. Those are that, so oh, wonderful. It's so cute. And then they do things It's like, this is going to be awesome. And it's like, you know, and Wreck-It Ralph's not horrible. It's just, I know they can do better. And I guess that's what bothers me, is that they have told some really smooth well thought out stories and yeah. this is great elements and as you pointed out the themes are really good and important especially for kids right yeah how many times did you switch classes or so your yep. friends moved away i mean that's life right yep and yep. this can help kids get through that but you know hey slaughter race <laughs> yeah I, I, I wanted to ask you this is a sort of a plot point what do you think is the real advantage for vanellope from her perspective what's the advantage of slaughter race over sugar rush they're both they're both the uh, driving games i have a couple of ideas but what, what did you think why does well, she want the slaughter race I, I think she pretty much comes out and says it and that's it because that because it is much more complex a game and is much mm. more reliant on user input the outcome is very undetermined whereas basically she had conquered her own game she mm. was the main character and so she was the one who's most likely to win. And as we found out, she basically always won. And she just wanted something that was going to challenge her and give her the unexpected. I and think that's that was part of, yeah, that, I well, can see that. Well, she says that to Ralph. She's like, I yeah. don't want to see the sunset at the same time every day. I don't want to do the same things. And Ralph's like, that's awesome. I like stuff never to change. Yeah, um, yeah no, so, they're very different that way. I thought also part of it was Sugar Rush never changes. I mean, that's in just in mechanical terms, we know the company has gone out of business. There are no updates. There are no patches. 
Whereas this is an online game that constantly gets updated and new levels and new things unlocked and new things added to it. So I think that was part of the appeal for her was it doesn't stay the same. Yeah. And as you say, it's there are a lot more players and they're forgotten from all over the world, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see it. Sugar Rush is static, whereas uh, Slaughter Race is dynamic. And that's really one of the differences uh, between the two characters is Vanellope wants to change. She wants... You know, to to explore new things, whereas Ralph wants things to stay the same because they're actually good for him at this point because yeah. they've been terrible for him for most of his life, and now he's happy, and of course he doesn't want it to change. Yeah, and you can totally understand his motivation because yeah. his his reality, the one that he actually likes, is very fragile. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. it's all dependent, and this is again why it was unhealthy. It's all dependent on her. Yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on her. And you know, to be fair, she's in the same sort of situation in the first movie as he is because she's oh, she's been basically written to not be popular by by King Candy, mm-hmm. um, alias uh, uh, oh, I can't remember Turbo his name was. Turbo Turbo and uh, Turbo Tastic so, <laughs> have some candy, <laughs> and so she um, has a new reality where she is capable and she is more popular well she's not more popular in her game i mean she's less hated for that reason than she's hated because she's more capable but Mm -hmm. she has ralph and there's other people she you know she probably they hang out with felix and and um what's her name calhoun calhoun Mm -hmm. um i loved her in the first film too it's like what a great character uh that's one thing i will say disney in these two films has given us some good strong women characters Mm. that don't have that trope where they have to you know get tied to the railroad tracks or something so i definitely like that i like shank i like calhoun those two should be in a game together yeah they would oh they'd be (laughs) awesome although the the game would be a smoking ruin by the end i well i i also like that i i'm sorry the one line in the the princess uh segment that i just thought was wonderful which they played to death in the previews was was when they're trying to determine if vanellope's a princess and right rapunzel says does everyone assume that all your problems were solved because a big strong man came along? Yes. What is up with that? Oh, she's a princess. There's a big I strong like man who needs saving. I love that. I'm yeah. sorry. When Ralph is falling, the princess would go, look, there's a big strong man who needs rescuing. And the princesses <laughs> all save him. Yeah. I thought that was a really, I thought that was a nice little touch. I just thought that was cute. I will say that, that while the, the song was cute, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but again feel that that real connection to I Have a Dream from Tangled, which is a wonderful scene. But mm-hmm. also, it felt so, so much like, we really want to sing this at the Oscars. Can we sing this at the Oscars, please? <laughs> oh, I didn't think that. I, li- I thought it was a nice little thing on the whole princess trope. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just, I couldn't help but feel that they were hoping for that. And yeah. they'll probably get their wish, which is fine. But... There's, again, there's lots of good messages in this in this film. Um, there's great graphics, but then there's these weird things. That whole virus thing felt very, mm-hmm. like you said, ham-handed. Like, and they yeah. say to him, whatever you do, don't let it out. We never see Ralph release it. It's like, no, okay. That's we right. That's all get, done off screen. Like, do they pay for the virus? We don't know. Yeah. And if the guy is all into having his viruses releases released, why doesn't he just release them? Right? Because it doesn't mm. seem to make be a big deal for somebody to take it and go into slaughter race and let it go because that it, that seems it is to, annoying I, to me the way people in, in these sort of movies throw the term virus around and they clearly yeah. don't know what they are 
Um, the whole magic. thing when they're, when they're playing tr- in the Tron game, right. it's like, oh, this game has a virus. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's a console <laughs> game. It is completely disconnected from anything. Right. I mean, we're finding out that they just got Wi-Fi that day. Right. Oh. Well, how would it have gotten a virus? Now, tell me if I'm wrong on this one, because those th- games were had what were called ROMs, which, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, is read-only read only. Yeah. yeah. So you can't they, write to the... You have to actually get a new chip and... You would make, actually have to pry the chip out. Most of those old ones did not have rewrite... Did not have programmable memory. Right. They were, they were, they were static. And it's pretty clear that Litwack it doesn't do a whole lot to, uh, it, to update them. Yeah, and time in this movie just felt weirdly portrayed because we start the film out and we see him getting Wi-Fi for the first time, but what's he hooking it up to? A first-generation Bondi Blue iMac. It's like, uh uh-huh? And what's the only car in the parking lot? A 1990s-era, like, Chrysler station wagon. It's just like, the time felt weird. Well, think about it. If this is supposed to be contemporary, how many video arcades do you know of? Well, the one that I always went to when I was a kid is still there. It's out in Framingham. Really? It's fun and games. It's still uh, there. Uh. The only thing they've done is they've taken part of it and made it into laser tag. Awesome. Mm. And added a lot more skee-ball, which I've never understood. Um, but it's still... And they've been there since at least the early 80s. Because I used to go there during high school. I just figured that was sort of a plot thing for Litwack. The idea that he is... He's a guy of the past. He's... Yeah. You know, he, he loves the old games. He loves the old tech. But even like his, his like browsing stuff, the stuff on the iMac, which to be fair, it couldn't be anything current because the iMac is so, the old iMac is yeah. so old. Yeah. But it's just like you know, click here for Inter Net or something. You know, it's just yeah. uh, I don't know. It was just I couldn't understand why everything looked so clunky there. But you know, minor that was a minor point. I also I did like the little mid credits thing, that was cute. I didn't stay. Oh really? I yeah, missed. The... There was, uh, sorry, there was way too many people, and it's like I need to get out of the parking lot. Uh, so. See, I stayed for the mid credit. I know there's a bit at the end that's apparently a little jab at Rick Rolling, but the mid credit was actually really cute. I, I won't spoil it because I know okay. we give enough spoilers. But what, uh, what, what, what is fun. Rick Rolling? Oh, good lord! Oh, I, I don't te- know. Really, you don't know? Even I know this. Rick Rolling is that, and the origin of it baffles me. But it's that whole thing of. Link when you have a link, you say, "Hey, come hear this really cool song by your favorite artist," and it turns out to be the video of Rick Astley singing "Never Gonna Give You Up, Never Gonna Let." <laughs> yeah, that is Rick Rolling. Okay, and uh, that was a huge thing years ago. Like with the hamster dance. <laughs> uh, I don't actually remember if they were. They might have been contemporaries, but How about no, badger, I, think, badger, I think Rick badger, Rolling badger, came badger, later. Badger, 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 badger. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm not sure. I have to check what the chronology is. Mm-hmm. I do. I do like the fact that you know it still shows up every so often. A few years ago, during the Macy's Day Parade, they had him on a float. Only they started playing one song, and then suddenly it switches to his, and he comes out and starts singing it. So they <laughs> they rickrolled the city of New York. Well, what that means is when they do it for so, in something like the Macy Day's Parade, uh, mm-hmm. that means that the the coolness factor is oh yeah actually oh, it's over way gone now it's <laughs> at best retro I don't yeah. who the hell knows um so uh, that that goes for pretty much all my notes I believe yeah. um yeah yeah I, you know I had a note about well, how can Ralph be away from his game for so long and it's not a problem nobody seems to panic this time whereas last time they they sent out the posse and. Yeah, that kind of confused me because Felix says, I'll cover for you. 
Well, How? I don't know. And then Vanellope's like, yeah, I'm leaving my game. You're the main character. No, she how points is, how... that out. She points out she's one of 16 racers. But she's the popular one, and we know she is. Mm. And how is that? That I want to. You know, some girls gonna come up to the game and say, "Mr. Litwack, I can't play Vanellope. Mm. Oh, that game must finally be broken, and all of those characters are gonna be thrown out to the wind." That's a good. That's a point. They so, never do say, "What do you do with homeless?" I mean, we saw that with the Cubert, but there were only like six characters. What would they have done? Where the hell do they put people they if live uh, their in, game is unplugged? Do they have to live in the trains in the, uh, in the power Grand strip? Central? They, they live in the power strip until I, that blows up, and then, you know, that's it. Yeah. Of course, what's keeping them alive? Because if they're code, there's nothing in a power strip that generates code. No. So, no, I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah with, again, <laughs> if you start thinking about it too much, it falls apart. But oh, the hoiding. Of a lot of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, why don't we get to the, the final part where we sure. uh, hoist the movie up on a flagpole and salute it with our shorts. Sure. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you really just do a salute your shorts reference? Um, Maybe. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, let's go. The Roundup. Go ahead, Max. Yeah. Okay, I liked it. I think it's a lot of fun. I absolutely recognize there are flaw- it's flawed. I think more flawed than the first one. I think the narrative... Uh, technique is crude and uh, I think it's a little there's parts of it I think are a little lazy some of it is just obviously shoehorned in but it's beautiful to look at the characters are still wonderful the dialogue is still compelling the themes are really nice I like it I just want to know what is with Zangief's ass (laughs) Yes, well, that now, I guess, will be our our motto as opposed to toss, don't stack. It will now be, what is with Zangief's ass? Max Mike Movies. (laughs) Max Mike Movies, find out what is up with Zangief's ass. You can't because we don't know. Um, I want to know, is there somebody who on their their resume has the credit um, assistant animator for Zangief's ass? (laughs) Um, Ass character design, I guess. He has got tiny little underwears. I'm just saying, um, (laughs) that's going to confuse a lot of kids. Um, I, mostly with you, I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. I just felt, it's it's hard for me when we have basically the richest movie studio ever known to humankind. (laughs) And they have all of these resources and they screw up the cheapest one, which is the storytelling. Mm. Because they never pay the writers as much as they should. We all know this. The writers get a very short stick in Hollywood and maybe that's why it's like you're not going to pay me to hear have this crappy story (laughs) and there's some really good elements here I do like them but you're like tripping every 10 minutes over a rock or a branch or a chair that's been left out or Zangief's ass to get (laughs) to these interesting cool character points and I don't understand why Disney a company that has been telling great stories for how many 90 years has something that feels so clunky and first draftish, and that bothers me. Um, all the internal logic aside, all the things like why didn't she glitch, um, you know, all the things about why can the characters stay out of their games that we're just not supposed to think about, okay, fine, whatever. But then when the main plot sort of turns into two main plots, the second of which is, is just badly done, eh, it bothers me. It just bothers me. I know they can do better. And that's that's if this was like some brand new animation company's first try, 
I'd be like, you know, let's see what else they've got with them, because I bet these guys are going to get better. And at this point, it's like, I don't understand why we're getting such a, a I don't know, freshman effort, I guess. Um, that being yeah. said, as Max said, the characters are great. There's some really good points. If you liked the first one, I think you'll probably like it better than I did, which is fine. Because I'm a crabby old bastard. Who, <laughs> I, all right. The only reason I went to see the movie is Sam Geeks ass. But ah. <laughs> no, I, it just bothers me. I see films like, again, you know, Big Hero 6. I adored Big Hero 6. I loved Zootopia. Great messages in that film. Some of which I'm still amazed got through Disney. Mm. Um, Bolt, Tangled, really fun stories. Some of which I there was no reason I should like them. And I had a great time with them. They can do better. But if you like the first one, I think you'll like this one. Again, I liked it better than you did, but uh, yeah, I think it's true. If you like the first one, you will like this. And uh, even if you didn't, even if you didn't see the first one, although I would recommend seeing the first one. I think you'll be kind of, it's not, it's not like Fantastic yeah. Beasts Lost, but I, I would recommend seeing the first one first. Okay, well, I think that uh, brings us to the end. Uh, we have a you, problem. Course, what? Oh, well, hang on. But we've, uh, Again, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you got us on, you can listen to us on uh, one of the podcast apps, either Google Podcasts or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at plortmaxmikemovies.com, plort being the correct way to pronounce the at sign. Although we're soon changing our handle to plort Zangief's ass. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, Max Mike Movies, and... If you got this at our at our website, we're at maxmikemovies.com. And uh, you can email us at us, us, at maxmikemovies.com. Now the question arises, Mike, what, what are we going to see next week? We're not seeing nothing. Nothing. And you <laughs> no. know why? Because Mike hates all of you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he does. I'm the right. only one here who likes you. Mike you're all... hates all of you. Y'all are a bunch of stackers, that's why. <laughs> that's that's right. None of you are tossers. No, we, uh, a, we, yeah. we we didn't get to take a little break here for the holiday, the, mm -hmm. you know, being Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So uh, next week we're going to be taking a little break, and uh, we will announce on the website and on our, our, our twitings uh, what the next film will be, because we got, we're going to see what's new in two weeks. So if you mm -hmm. will, join us in two weeks, not Thank next you. week. Actually, you know what next week's going to be good for? Going back and listening to all the episodes you missed. Absolutely. Because you know you should. Yeah. You can pick up all our subtle nuances and figure out the story arc. You mean like the part where you farted? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Subtle. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can edit that out, can't you? <laughs> right. Uh, but it... Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, folks. And yeah. uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Zangief's ass. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs>